Okay, with Cameron Bortoluzzi, uh, Places Been is the short film. It's three minutes long, played the under five minute film festival. A uh, really solid film, I gotta say. Uh, I was very impressed by by this film in many in many regards. I want to go back to one to your blog interview because I think I when you said it, you said it in one of the questions we asked you, uh, how would you describe the film in two words? Yeah. You said wonder and beauty, but you kind of expanded on it and you kind of said. You said places been is not is not a piece about the sadness of death, but the beauty of life, and yeah. that sort of sums up how I kind of thought your film was. Yeah. It's open ended; it doesn't like it doesn't tell the audience what is happening. I guess I guess mm -hmm. it does, but it doesn't. But people kind of can interpret what they want. I guess right. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting that you say that because when I initially set out and made it and finished it and kind of watched it through the for the first time. I, I thought that it was kind of pretty clear on what was going on. I kind of thought that it was a steady piece, but what I kind of found out more afterwards, that was, that wasn't the case. It wasn't that people didn't understand it, but everyone had sort of a different perspective on what it meant and what was going on. So that was really cool for me because uh, it, it, it really resonated different with every single person who saw it, which I thought was really cool. And that's kind of why I brought up wonder because everyone kind of had a different idea in their head of what it meant and in the direction that it was going and how it kind of tied all together. Um, and yeah, it was, it, I didn't ever want it to be a sad piece. I always wanted it to have sort of a, a sense of beauty, but kind of a, a bittersweet kind of twist at the end that was you know both happy and sad but i always wanted it to be more of kind of like a you know you feel something i didn't i didn't necessarily want someone to you know ball their eyes out crying but i wanted them to to feel something kind of at the end which is kind of where that idea of the beauty of life and not focusing on death but life really kind of came came out but the question is is that this character he needs to go out yeah he needs to uh instead of having the paper airplane see the world mm -hmm. he needs to see the world too right yeah well so that's really where the question kind of comes up it's like is is it are the paper airplanes for him or are they for someone else when i initially was setting out i was actually kind of under the impression that he's throwing these paper airplanes for someone else yeah. who he's lost so who's not able to go so in the sense, it would be more of sending these paper airplanes out, let them do the journey, and then bringing them all together and putting them together for this person to enjoy. Uh, the memories, I feel like, are for this other person. But that was actually, so that was one of the other takes that kind of came up was uh, some feedback that I got. People thought that, you know, he's throwing out these paper airplanes for himself because he's not able to go out. So these are for him to, in a way, mentally send out, which is a cool take as well. And I guess I shouldn't really be labeling it to one of those specific uh, moments. It yeah. should really be up for interpretation. Or the th but I guess my third option was, is that, yeah. that she, like he's doing it for her for, or him, whatever, but basically mm -hmm. for them, the person who's not there, but at the same time, he still needs to, he still needs to experience life. He can't stay like yeah. stay in this in this forest or this park. Yeah, it's like because that person's dead. He needs to go out and see the world too, right? Yeah, I mean that's another thing too because one of the, one of the other aspects there's he's I mean so it's it's there's there's two characters essentially in the film. There's our main protagonist who makes the plane and throws it, and then there's also the plane as well. And as another character, and that's a whole other subject too, who's the main character, the plane or uh, the protagonist who makes it. But yeah, that's the other thing. He's the only times that we really see him. He's in this 
big open fields and there's no one else in it. There's really no other signs of other people along there with them. So yeah, that's a whole other aspect of it. Is he going to continue doing this because clearly it's something that he's done there's finished paper airplanes but then also at the beginning when he opens up the binder there's still paper in it that he still has to use so is it going to continue is he going to continue this cycle who knows it's a it's a it's a cool concept so where did you come do you remember where you were when you came up with this idea so I was with like when I came up with the idea, I was in I was so it's a funny story. So I wanted to see from start to finish how quick I was able to come up with an idea, film it, edit it and really tie it all up and finish it up. So uh, it was a Saturday morning and I woke up and I was laying in my bed and I knew that that Saturday uh, it was a cloudy day. And I love filming on cloudy days because it just makes things easy for color correction and lighting wise and all that. So I love everything about that. So I was like, I'm going to film today. And my main actor, Tim Fear, he was available as well. So I was like, we're going to do this. So that morning I was laying in my bed and I was just kind of thinking in my mind, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And the concept of the paper airplane had been something that I was like, kind of had thought about. And I was like, you know what, that could be something fun to play with. So really just in that morning, while I was getting all the camera stuff ready and everything that I was going to need, I was just kind of thinking about it. And I had the initial idea of, okay, you know, he's going to make a paper airplane, he's going to throw it around the world, and it's going to come back. And that was initially what it was. But that didn't feel complete to me, I needed there to be some sort of closing aspect to it of okay why is he throwing the paper airplane you know it's cool like okay you know he makes one throws it around the world you know comes back he catches it i didn't want to just end on that because i didn't feel like it was a completed piece so i thought you know kind of was thinking okay what's the what's the more what's a, what's a way to add in kind of a, a better twist to journey and then we come to the end and say oh okay that's why he did it so it was just like it was just like kind of like a seed of a of a, an idea with paper airplane, and yeah. then you kind of like melded the you realized yeah. it was a more concise thematic and concise story. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of like just that morning while I was uh, putting you know getting all this stuff together, and then um, when we were just kind of driving around that morning to where we were going to go film, it was like you know what I think this is what we're going to do. So it was just you and the actor. Yeah. And what, what, like, what, why did you want, what, why did this kind of like concept of like doing a, a you, you said in your blog interview, like a fast film? Yeah. Why, where yeah, that- you know, I, I've kind of always been, I've, I've always been a creative person in the sense where like I always want to expand sort of my creative background and always be able to know how to do everything. So I wanted to always be able to, you know, be able to make anything that came to my mind. And, a way that I wanted to challenge those skills and see how those really have grown for me was, okay, you know, how fast can I do this really in kind of a one to two man team saying, you know, I'm going to come up with this idea. I'm going to film it, direct it, edit it, produce it, and really put the bow on the end there and really bring it all together. I wanted to see how fast I was able to do that. So it was a challenge. And so what have you, what was your experience feel like making movies in the past? Have you made other short films in the past or... Yeah, yeah, I've definitely always kind of had a background of creating films, but never really under a strict, you know, challenge for myself. It was always, you know, this is my idea, you know, we're going to work on it, we're going to, you know, we're going to get it done. But I really want to see, you know, how fast I could could do things because, you know, I, I, I was like, 
I want to, I want to see really how I can bring these skills that I've learned together. And really part of that challenge was, okay, I want to, I want to add some sort of VFX element into it as well. I wasn't too set on that in the sense at the beginning where I was like, okay, I need to have this. But when I started working on it and kind of came up with this idea of being like, okay, you know, that's a, that's a really cool really, really cool sort of element to add in there to make this challenge even harder for myself. So how did you, did you have experience doing special effects? Uh, I had, so yeah, I, so I had learned, been kind of just teaching myself over the last few years, visual effects, and I've used them in different areas, but I, I hadn't really implemented them in a way like this, where I was making these full VFX sequences that are going in the, the same sort of scene as live action practical shot scenes as well putting them together so this was kind of the first time there and you know i had picked up a couple uh tips and tricks along the way um for how to render those out faster and how to make better textures every single element of it really had a was done with purpose to make sure that it, it looked the way it did and it was done the way that it was done so you're we were talking before the podcast that you said you graduated yeah. but you graduated like pr and, and marketing PR and marketing yeah so you never like, but so were you ever interested in like going to film school or I was just, like, I, um, I, I never really, I I've obviously like, I've always been into movies and I've always yeah. been into that stuff, but I always just kind of felt like I, I never, you know, I, I think film school is great. I think it's a really cool spot, but I think, you know, just kind of, it, it wasn't really something I wanted to do. It wasn't really uh, the spot for me. I think the skills that I was learning, I liked the way that I was learning them. And I, I thought, you know, and hopefully other people do, I thought I was pretty good at it too. So I kind of just kind of felt like, you know, that path may not be for me. You know, there's, there's other things that I'm interested in as well um, that I want to try and pursue along with doing this. And, you know, I thought it was cool to just kind of keep learning uh, on my own and, and really practice those in a, in a different way. Well, that's, yeah, that's very smart because it's like, it's mm -hmm. like you're, you're kind of, you, you're, it seems like you're self-taught, right? Like the way yeah. you just, Yeah. Yeah. Now I, I've definitely had amazing people along the way, um, helping me out and teaching me, you know, really what it means to be behind a camera throughout high school. I was in a, a, a filmmaking movie making class with an amazing teacher. I'll shout him out, Mr. Ang right now, where I met a lot of amazing people. And really throughout that class, he kind of taught me what it means to be behind the camera and really what the purpose is behind what you're making. And throughout that, like that was my film school right there. He was my film school. Mr. Ang was my film school there really throughout high school learning. Okay. You know, this is, this is what it means to be a filmmaker. And this is why I'm making what I'm making. Yeah, there's some there's some nice direction in your film. Like like we can get to we'll get Thank to the play in a second, but even you're pushing yeah. the right moments, like you're kind of framing. Yeah, yeah. There's some you're there. There's you can tell even though you said it was a spontaneous film, you can tell <laughs> you're really thinking about the pro the 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 process while you're making it. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I with with the camera movements and everything. That's something that I've always been really conscious about and really understanding, you know, why we you know, where do I need movement? Where do I not need, need movement? Um, one, one specific one about halfway through, right. When the film comes back, I have my signature shot that I call the border Lucy spin where I try to implement into, into almost everything that I do that I, I, I'm going to trademark as my own in a way um, where we, you know, the camera comes and spins you're, you're marketing, right? So yeah, yeah, I know I, I can make that happen. 
So um, really cool, really cool shot there. Um, Because up at that point, you know, I think up until that point, every shot had some sort of movement in it. Um, I, I rarely, rarely do stable tripod shots. If I do, there's a reason behind it, but I think every single one in this up until that point was, uh, moving. So this was a really great way to bring a certain level of edge and really a a cool way to come back into actual live action shot footage versus the VFX shots that happened right before. All right. Let's talk about the paper airplane. How did you, how did you pull that off? So every, so every single shot of the paper airplane, except for the ones of him making it and initially first throwing it other than those everything else is vfx so even the the live action shots where we see the paper airplane paper airplane fly by or you know go through the camera um all of that's fake cgi so um in blender i built out a paper airplane um added you know the different animation that i wanted it to do so um for example made it go from one side of the screen the left side of the screen to the right side of the screen adding in you know the paper wobbling around and and adding in that aspect uh and then matching that to the color and the angle and the lens and everything from the live action shots putting it on there so anytime that like the lead actor for example or if we're in the environment that the film mainly takes place all of that is essentially cgi but then the sequence of the plane flying around the world all of that even the environment is it's completely CG. So um, any building you see, any water, plants, um, the desert, the ice, literally anything, all the the, the water, the, the rain, all of that is completely CG as well. And that gave me more freedom to put it in different places because, you know, I, I obviously like wasn't going to be able to go to Antarctica or go to the desert or go to these places and film a shot that looks real or looks good. Um, so this, that VFX background allowed me to do that and bring it places that I wanted it to go. Yeah. It's amazing. And then, yeah, you got the tower in there too, right? So, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then, yeah. So, so basically you're just, you're just, how long did that, did that take you like multiple hours like obviously this is a one man show film. I'm going to Yeah. Doctor, but um it was so I started on the Saturday morning and I basically we worked on it all day Saturday filming it um coming up with the idea and and all of that and then spent Saturday night into Sunday working on editing it together um and then you know those VFX elements working on that as well did all that throughout the weekend and then on Monday night um i did all the sound mixing and all that and then by that time it was it was done was able to say you know we're good so it was about like three two and a half three days um if i had to put a number on it which was basically your own 48 hour film challenge in a sense essentially yeah i I, my goal was to finish it by sunday night but uh trickle a little bit into monday but not going to beat myself up over it too no, much. No, I wouldn't. It's kind of amazing. <laughs> like, and so like, like some, like you're just this, like you said, you even did your own sound design too, right? Yeah. There's so I, it's, I left it in actually in, in one of the, in part of it, like I can, I can hear it. Cause like I'm, I'm looking for it. I have a pet bird named Sawyer and when I was doing sound mixing for like the, the, the paper airplane. So I'm, you know, I have a paper airplane. I'm watching him do it. I'm, 
flapping it around in different ways, you know, to make it sound like it's flying around. But my, you can, in one part, you can actually hear my bird in the background chirp. Uh, I think he chirps more than once actually, but just as like a little Easter egg for myself, I left it in, I didn't cut it out. So now at the, at the end part of it, um, when he's putting the paper airplane in the box, if you listen carefully, you can actually hear my bird chirp, uh, but it kind of blends in a little bit um, with the outdoor ambient noises I put in, but I know it's him. So I thought it would be a fun little Easter egg for me to put in. That's fantastic. And so, yeah. you, and so then when did you realize, okay, I got, I got something good here. I'm going to submit to festivals. Um, I, you know, I think I, I just kind of like finished it and I was like, and I hadn't, you know, it was so quick. I hadn't posted anything about it. I hadn't posted, you know, any sort of behind the scenes pictures we took. I hadn't done anything. I have, you know, I have my Instagram, which is Cambor Creates. And that's where I put everything really that I do creatively, whether it's behind the scenes, finished products or anything like that. But I hadn't posted anything about this. And I was like, you know, there's the option to post it. I was like, it's three minutes. I didn't know if it would live well on Instagram, you know, get the views that I wanted it to or, or get sort of the reach that I wanted it to do. And I, I had never really done the whole festival run. So I was like, you know, maybe now's the time to do it. I have this completed finished piece, you know, why not? So I really got into it there. And, you know, I thought it was, a, you know, I thought it was pretty good. I, I was happy with how it came out. I mean, looking at it now, there's definitely some things that I would have done differently. Um, but, you know, I thought it was pretty good. So I was like, you know what, maybe let's give it a shot with this one. And, and it's been doing really, really well. Um, which has been super cool. Um, some picked up some awards, some selections, semifinalists. So it's really, you know, you can't complain really, you know, it's, it's always exciting to get that email, uh, and get the new Laurel you can put on your poster. It's addicting. I feel like Thanos from the Avengers getting a new stone that I'm able to put in my glove, which is really cool. So, um, putting that, you know, putting on there, the independent shorts awards picked up a bronze, which was super cool at the feedback five minute picked up, uh, best direction which was really cool um loved that at the nashville independent filmmakers um festival last week i just won best microfilm so it's you can't complain it's really it's really an honor to get those emails and to to get the reach out especially for something that you know i i you know put a lot of hard work into and really to see it come together is really rewarding and it's really special what did you think about, we sent the audience to you and the audience feedback. What did you think about? Yeah, what well, that was really cool because that was like, you know, obviously I've, I don't know these people personally. I've, I've never met them and it's just, and it's really cool to get the opportunity to hear a perspective, a different perspective than my friends or family about, you know, I love, you know, showing my friends and family everything I do, but like to get the perspective from someone else, you know, and, and really hear what they have to say. And, and, and it's really, it's a really cool, it's kind of surreal feeling, you know, to get that. I was really excited and um, I was really, really pleased with what I got. Cause like I kind of said at the beginning, everyone had a different take on exactly what they, what they thought about it. And there were things that some people brought up that, you know, I was like, huh, that's really cool. So I was, I was really happy about that. <laughs> God, so you got the, you got like the film, like you're going to make more films now, like a little bit of the bug. That's or? the goal. That's the goal that I'm going to, I'm definitely going to, I'm definitely going to keep doing that. Um, 
and and keep pursuing that in and in really any sort of way or capacity that I can. Um, I want to I want to keep getting bigger and better and really creating stuff that never loses that sort of edge or personality that I'm able to give it. I really love being able to add in my own personal flair and um, different personality traits to it that really showcase, you know, what I'm all about and everything. So I, I, I never want to lose that personal touch, but I want to continue developing it. So that's what I want to continue doing. It's interesting that because we were talking for the podcast that you work in advertising, because yeah. this is like, I can yeah. see this as being like an Expedia commercial <laughs> or like a, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or like, it's just that it yeah. has that kind of like storytelling appeal and I, I yeah, don't oh yeah advertising you work in but go ahead yeah well i mean i you know advertising in a way has really taught me how to tell a story quickly and really get emotions down i did i made a a short really just kind of spontaneously as well almost two years ago about a year and a half ago um about a box of life cereal that builds a rocket and goes to space it, this one was fully animated but it was a you know like a two minute long film about a box of life cereal that was sad and lonely and wasn't really happy with where it was in life and was like you know what I'm gonna build a rocket and go to space and that was something I just kind of spontaneously and I you know made and I did that um, during my school break during the winter my senior year just kind of for fun I remember I kept getting uh, contact traced for COVID so I like wasn't able to leave my house or do anything so I was like well you know what may as well make something out of this so I did that and you know life serial ended up seeing it because i posted that one you know got some really cool attention from them they ended up sending me 15 boxes of life serial um, yeah <laughs> a I lot about to say 1500 boxes but well, that would have been great though that would have been awesome i love life Cereal. i just had life Cereal this morning actually and um they sent me that a t-shirt a beanie uh, a lunchbox that i still use so it's really cool to to kind of get that attention and really build you know, those connections with brands, especially with a, a story like that, which was super cool. And it comes from, you know, all this really kind of comes from zero budget. It's not, it's not like I have, you know, a big studio behind me giving me millions yeah. of dollars. It really just kind of comes from um, me and really the people that I work with and saying, you know, that's just one of the things that I, I've always been able to do is, you know, make something out of nothing, you know, and, and oh, I love, love to see it because you do, I'm sure you've been told this, but Life Zero had a very landmark uh, I had uh, commercials, commercial run in the eighties, right. Mm. With like Mikey yeah. likes it, Siri. I don't know way before your time, but that was like <laughs> a very, very, like that was one of the most famous commercials of the 1980s. Yeah. Right. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's cool to, to be able to take something that's so iconic and like kind of bring my own edge yeah. to it and bring my own personality too. And, and really add in stuff. So like, you know, the box of cereals walking around, moving, it's bending, it's, it's sad, it's happy. And it's like, okay, this is a cool challenge in itself. Cause it's, you know, it's a box. It's like the most boring shape that you can possibly have. Like, how am I going to put life? No pun intended. Like, how am I going to put life and personality into something that looks so boring or doesn't have that? So that's a cool challenge as well. And that was, you know, comments that I kind of got with the paper airplane as well. You know, there wasn't so much, um, there wasn't so much movement in the paper airplane itself where I was really personifying it, but, you know, comments I was getting, people felt emotional towards this paper airplane. And I mean, at the end, you know, there's a brief few seconds where you think you lose the paper airplane, it falls down in the rain. And that in itself is, you know, me adding in this personal touch, like, oh no, 
you know, we felt good about this. The music's, you know, powerful, you know, we're seeing it go all these places and then, oh no, all of a sudden it's cut short, which is why also, you know, cutting to the, the border Lucy spin after is like, yes, like, let's go. Like, here's the plane, you know? So doing whatever I can to add in that level of personality is what I want to do. What do they, the, 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 the box, it's called a cuboid. Is it a cuboid? It's called a cuboid, right? The, For the, the box? I always just call it the cube. I don't know. It, yeah, it's okay. Maybe it's the cube, the cube boy. But yeah. I think when you said that it's boring, I think a lot of cubes, even in my room, got all sad because, uh, no. <laughs> right? Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, boring? No. Yeah. So, well, that's, um, that's one of the things. Like, and it's, it's kind of like, and a lot of it kind of came from like in Blender, the 3D program that I use there. There's this whole like meme around it. When you open up Blender, there's a default cube shape that's just in there. And even if you are going to be doing something with a cube shape, it's just kind of mean you delete the default cube and you just add in another cube. Like that's just a meme that it kind of is. And it's like, let's bring some life into that. Let's put let's put some sort of personality behind that. And like zero box, pardon the pun, I guess, too. Right. So. Yeah, exactly. There's, it's hard to you know, it's hard to get through that without bringing up any puns. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, th listen, man, I, I I like your energy. I like where you are. You're Thank very you. obviously you're young and like you're you're just you're you're yeah. just doing what you want to do. And it's like in part of I I always say like even someone myself who went to uh, well I got a communications degree all postgraduate yeah. from but meaning that that I wish I actually took business and I wish I mm -hmm. took like something more because I would have learned this stuff anyways. I know it's uh -huh. but I think it's yeah. like, very smart on your part to hear yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's there's definitely pros and cons to both different paths to go. I mean, I'm definitely happy with the path that I went on. And I know a lot of people who did, you know, the film school path that are that are definitely happy with what they did. But, you know, it's it's uh, yeah, it's really cool. And like, you know, I always I'm always just trying to learn something new. I'm always trying hard to if I'm if I'm just if I'm not doing anything creative, I feel like I'm wasting my time. So I always want to learn a new skill or add something to my portfolio in, in any sort of way, shape or form, whether it's, you know, a short film like this or, you know, going outside, taking a picture of a plant or something like that. I always love to do something creative and really learn something new. So that's something that I always, always really characterize myself with, you know, even, even if I'm staying up all night, you know, to master some new skill, it's always worth it in the end, because I, I know it'll always, always be something that I'm able to add to my tool chest. Well, keep that energy up. Don't lose that. Thank Don't you. lose that. So, well, congratulations. Uh, enjoy the rest of your uh, lifetime. Hopefully, we'll, we can talk again when you, you when you make it. Yeah, episode. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully, hopefully our our paths will cross in the future. Yeah, like I said, it's a, it's a perfectly executed three minute film, and like you said, with advertising. You learn how to. You have to compact that story, right? So. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I also just gotta say thank you to everyone who's supported along the way. Thank you to. Tim Fear as well for acting in it. Guy killed it, always kills it. Um, so yeah, thank you to everyone who helped me along the way. Uh, yeah. Well, you're just starting out. So basically uh, you've got a whole, I think you've got, keep making movies, basically what I'm saying to you. Yeah, here. I got, I got my, I've definitely got my, my cool, my cool group that I, I do yeah. things. I got to, I got to, got to hand it to a lot of the people that I help out. Special, special thanks to Ethan Martinson really too, as well. Just a really, really good group that I've worked with and, and all that. Cool. All right. We'll talk soon. Thanks, Matthew.